It's all the animal bones left over after a slaughterhouse yeah. ground up with peanut That's butter. what the like. captain, he's the captain of a zoo. They don't tell uh, you that part anymore. <laughs> Are you ready, Ben? I am ready. For episode 112 of No Crisis Yet, I am John Lynch. And I'm Ben Brown. Ben, I'm going to tell you a joke. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? The Joker. <gasps> yeah, right? Oh, no. I didn't see that coming, <laughs> Am I you? an incel now? <laughs> um, or, no, it, no. The, the, the conversation about this movie is skewed between, are you an incel after watching it or an SJW cop? Well, so here's the weird thing. I've noticed a bunch of articles this week making fun of that from, from outlets that were pushing that shit like crazy. It's really how, funny to watch how, them be like, oh, it's so silly anyone thought this would happen. How disappointed <laughs> were they that no shootings happened? Exactly. I'm it, sorry. It like, felt like at that, the point before the movie came out, it was they were almost giddy with the amount of stories they were publishing about like oh my god this this thing and this there's police posted at showings and da 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 and and, and it's just there was a a good twitter thread i saw earlier of people who after the weekend happened and nothing happened uh, there were a couple people who went in and put up signs that were like single single people will not be allowed into joker oh <laughs> or you will not be allowed into joker unless you have and <laughs> We're going to check your balls to see if they're backed up to make sure you've had sex within the last year. It's just like, I I don't know. It was such, that movie premiered, this movie Joker, directed by Todd Phillips, starring Joaquin Phoenix, premiered at the Venice Film Festival like a month and a half ago. Got a golden lion. Got a golden lion. Um, Phoenix got awards for it too. And the response out of the people who, the critics who saw it, became this weird like, homogenous opinion of like it's a dangerous movie which i again i can't fucking believe this keeps happening this has happened so many times when they're like this is gonna cause something this is gonna do it and like partially based around the aurora shooting which is not joker related actually that's like a weird yes it's a misreporting that has become an urban legend we know it been in 10 years people are like oh and he dressed like the joker exactly it doesn't matter it will be fact by then because even now when the police have come out everyone's come out and said like no he never said that his hair was dyed red he hadn't when we searched his apartment there was one batman comic somewhere but the reason he picked the dark knight rises to shoot up is because it was was a a popular it was the biggest movie of all time when it came out like it was the sequel to dark knight so of course can we we back up yeah i'm sorry (laughs) let's go to expectations Mm mm-hmm I had none. Um, up until yeah. like five. I had uh, seen the trailers or... and I was like, oh, that's that's a cool thing. Like, but immediately as soon as I saw the trailers, like the piles of garbage, I was like, oh, it's Taxi Driver. Cool. Good job. But, but even before then, I remember being like, oh, I'm, maybe it was AV Club. But they were like, oh, we have we have an image. Yeah. One image. One image of, of the Joaquin, Joker. Yeah. Of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. And he just looked like a dude in like a 70s. It was like his, his, his makeup test or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, A, I didn't know they were doing a Joker movie. Right. B. How is this not Jared Leto? Yeah. I'm serious. Like, a, because he fucking sucks. Because I had just... His I Joker especially fucking sucks. Not even worth talking about. Nope. Not even worth talking about. In terms of like... The last cinematic Joker before this? Heath Ledger. Fun fact. Great. Great. And it was great. Like, Very good. I would say that the Pantheon now is Nicholson, Ledger, and... I would switch Phoenix. Nicholson and Ledger, but yes. Oh, no. I'm not saying like in order. I'm just oh, saying yeah, yeah, in yeah. general. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. these are the three that you should give a shit about. I would say... Yeah. Nicholson, Hamill... Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. If you're including, like... I would almost say Mark Hamill, Hamill is so more influential good. on who the Joker is than any of those guys. Because even though Ledger's Joker is a pretty different take, I feel like it's it still feels like... And, and the laugh in this one is Hamill's laugh. 
the 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 one that it is very yeah it's, <laughs> the like it remind me of the, the circus of values machine in Bioshock every time he does it I, I, I'm I just, like oh shit I just, there's a vending machine nearby I just beat Minerva's Den like oh, yeah. uh, two months ago and I'm like, <laughs> and like the value of price yeah. like, oh, like, that's so good yeah um, I would say that Mark Hamill is arch yes. Arthur Fleck is mentally yeah, like he yeah. has a problem. I mean, you know, Mark Hamill's Joker is generally been used for the kids, not the kids stuff, but the animated Dude, series. The animated series is not. It, it is a kids show, but also it is not. Well, a kids and show. he's like, done that Joker in. They did like an R-rated version of the Killing Joke. Yep. He was yeah, in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's done other more oh, hardcore versions. Oh, oh bats! Um, yeah. He is so fucking good. He's great. Um, yeah, all right, that's true. Yeah. Mark Hamill's in there. He's very um, much in there. Yeah. But um, he doesn't. The only one who's not in there is probably Jared Leto. <laughs> we just have, we're going to talk about Jared Leto again. No, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, um, he's I very bad. Vaguely, I'm like, okay, birds of prey, whatever. Like that seems fine. But all right, yeah, let's back up, back up, back up. Yes, let's set. The, I'm going to I'm going to set the stage for you. A dark, oppressive time in America. Mm-hmm. Uncertainty, horrifying things happening. Mm-hmm. Now in the movie. <laughs> oh, see. See what I did there, Ben? I did see, see how I. It's pretty good. I saw. <laughs> I saw a story about a mentally dis- uh, un- unwell man in a society that didn't. But enough about the real world. Let's talk about yeah. Joker. Um, yeah. I had no expectations that because I just didn't. I wasn't clear on what it was, and then when that trailer hit, where it's. I think the trailer, the the the, the fucking. I always have negative thoughts, but, but yeah, yeah. Just the grit, the yeah. fucking trash piled it's, up, it's, and like yeah, like it's got a, it's got a real, it's going for an aesthetic. It is that is unique to that movie, um, which already sets it aside from the Marvel stuff, which has yeah. this very homogenous DC kind of look DC. to it. Just do one offs. I think that's what they're Just doing. Do I mean, Just do one offs. Aquaman did great. The Wonder, did Woman, it? Wonder Woman did great. Uh, as far as money, um, sure. Shazam did really good, which is really I heard weird. Shazam was genuinely yeah, heartfelt. Shazam is weird because it's kind of like a. Like PG thirteen Deadpool, like it is very much like superheroes are silly, right? But it's not like filthy like Deadpool is. So it's like a good, it's fun. I liked it. Yeah. Um. And uh, I liked Wonder Woman a lot. So I think Wonder Woman. I think next year both of their movies are Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Both look pretty good. So like I think this idea of not trying to do the homogenized everything crosses over just, with everything universe stop. is just really stop. good. And and this yeah. feels like the best example of that. I don't know if it's the best movie out of those, but like the idea of like you can just do something here, which you cannot do they, in Marvel. They anymore. made this fucking movie for like fifty-five million dollars. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy. it's it's like there's there's probably CGI in the backgrounds and stuff. He, he talks about yeah, so so and the set design, which is great. Um, um, for, for people yeah. who don't know, there was a time when we thought New York was going to be. Like it was gonna collapse. It's a war zone. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it was a war zone. We were just talking about the Deuce before this started, but that's a show that's largely about New York pulling out of that. <laughs> um, it's I think so. The the both movies take place in or the Deuce and Joker take place in 1985, which I think the yep. Deuce is a good comparison because the da- right the Deuce is David Simon. I want to talk about New York and I want to talk about why it was like this. I want right. to talk about this street. This street went from being yeah. prostitution and this to being Times Square to like, being worth. Probably an incalculable amount of money right, right. now. Um, Joker is right in that peak where it's like, we didn't know if we were coming out of it. We, yeah. we didn't know if New York was going to pull we're out We're just going to coordinate it off and turn it. You know, Escape from New York is based around what, that yeah, idea right. of I was like, just say, yes. what happens if Times Square exists and continues the way it is. Yes. And Escape from New York is the um, idea of it. Just they wall it off and many, turn it into prison. How many peep booths? Do you, like, right? Like, yeah. how many peep booths on the deuce? Tons, right? Um, yeah. The peeps. Right. <laughs> Joker is very much like, hey, fucking trash. I think that it's in the very first scene. Trash is fucking yeah. piling up. Which no is one's like, 
a gr- you know, this movie has a ton. We're going to talk about Taxi Driver several times, I'm sure. But that's like one of the famous things about Taxi Driver is they, you know, they filmed that movie on location almost the entire film. And it was during a garbage strike. So that's why New York in that film looks even more filthy than it would have at that point. Because it was in the midst of like this... It was month long garbage strike, so there is garbage piled up yeah. all over that oh movie, and it works so well for what the movie is trying to go for. It, but it was like serendipitous. I, I would say like French Connection. It was French Connection. No, what is what, what year is French Connection? French Connection sixty nine or seventy, I think. Different, different, but but the still yeah. like, apocalyptic. Like New York's a fucking oh god, yeah, like, and I mean like the way it portrays cops in that movie, oh like it's god, just dude. yeah. Did you know that some of the driving was just done on streets? I love it. Oh man, that car chase. I and, anyway, I watched it like two or three months ago for the first. Time in a long time, and it is still one of the best car chases. Gene Hackman, such a fucking ball. in ever, God, it's right. so good. Joker, yes. what were your expectations? Uh, my expectations were they were going to try to stylistically do something a bit more interesting than the standard right. comic book fare, but also it's Todd fucking Phillips. This guy directed The Hangover, Old School. Actually, I really like Old School. I like Old School too. I, I saw Old School great. on TV like a week or two ago, and it's. You get to like, hit that trank dart. It's great. Holds up is maybe not a word I'd use for it because there's plenty of jokes in it that are just like, oh boy, that's early 2000s for you. But old, old blue, dude. But old blue. Farrell's so good, and Luke Wilson's really good, and Jeremy Piven's really good. Like it's just a really funny movie overall, I think. And that would still probably be my favorite of his of his comedies because like I like old school. The Hangovers are okay. Like the first one's all right, but they have serious diminishing returns. But I never saw the third one. But the second one was like a big like. I didn't bother. The second one's terrible because it's essentially like all right we got all this money because the hangover is this huge fucking hit what are we gonna do let's go send them to bangkok the craziest fucking place okay what are we gonna do when we get there let's do the literal exact same story as the first movie to the point where the characters are commenting on the fact that it's the same movie and that's it that's all they fucking who's do the, who's leading that bradley cooper bradley cooper with the okay. uh, shoulder yep. there <laughs> so uh, star is born bradley cooper <laughs> and and uh who plays um What's her face? What's his face's wife from Andy from the Office? Oh Jesus, I can't remember her name, but she's she was was she a Daily Show correspondent? Shit, I can't remember. I, I almost want to it's, say she was like in um, Second City or something. She yeah, came out of like improv. Yeah, yeah, right? she's of that crew. Um, she is, but like the way. But she's, the character is awful. It's like the shrewish, awful. It is woman. straight it's out so of Shakespeare. Bad. Like it's terrible. It's so bad. Um, so I think. Yeah, but were you reading trade stuff about this or no? Uh, Joker? Yeah. Like, did, had you, were you boned up on like, okay, Todd Phillips is doing this and here's a... I, no, I think by the time it got to film festivals and I read some reviews of it after Venice, it was like, oh yeah, it's this, it's this, it's, it's Taxi re- Driver and, and yeah, King Comedy. I, I, I think as soon as he cast De Niro in it, it was pretty clear what he was referencing. Well, wait, what's, why, why would De Niro be in this movie, Ben? Because the two movies that he ripped off the most. Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. Exactly. Um, I watched King of Comedy for the first time. It's uh, a good movie. A month ago. It is a great movie. Yeah. The so Todd Phillips and this isn't fair because you can't get you can't divine this from the movie right. Um, he's explicitly said that he wanted everything to be unnerving. Yeah, which okay, fine, sure, and that's largely how Taxi Driver works. But, it's, it's 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 just an escalation of living yeah, in this it, guy's psyche and yeah. feeling and, uncomfortable about it. Yes. Yeah, I, and I think someone said like Joaquin Phoenix is in every fucking scene. Right, there's not a scene. Yep. I think. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. There's no like, oh, we're, we're gonna go follow. We're gonna go follow. Um, no, because even the side ish stuff that happens, he's still present. He's still for present. It. Yeah. Um, his run is so good. Yeah. Anyway, he's great. I mean, and that was kind of the that may have been the thing that when I heard he was cast in it, I was initially, I'm probably gonna see that because I want to see him do I that character. Fucking love Joaquin Phoenix. He's great. And I mean, the thing, you know, he's kind of 
maybe he's becoming known as this guy who really like goes physically he commits all to the in. Roles. It's just him bailing. But he's always been good, even when he was just going from role to role. Even Gladiator, he's good. Like he's just he's, oh, he's always a, been he's solid. He's such like a slimy piece of shit in Gladiator. He really is. Yeah, um, but he's. But think of the master. Yeah, just how fucking intense. I mean, Freddie Quell is like God, one of those iconic characters in cinema that is just no one else could have done this no other director could have written this no other director could have directed him this way no other person could have played off him better than philip seymour hoffman it's like this perfect thing um Um, amy adams jerks off philip seymour hoffman it's all you need to know about the master go watch it like freddie quell is one of the few characters in like it's just the what he drinks to get like everything about his character torpedo ethanol bro that's right all right the joker yes or no joker joker i hate Uh, that um, they don't call him the joker but whatever that's a, no, not he's not growing the joke, pains. Ben. He's, he's not just the Joker. Joker. Could you could no. you bring me out as Joker? He's um, the Joker. <laughs> did any of the Occupy stuff? Right, no. All right, I don't mm. want to talk about that. Yes, We're, I want to get into the movie in one second. So expectations? Would you say they'd be low? They were medium. Like I expected it to be better made in some ways because uh, what was the Tom Phillips' last movie I saw? War Dogs, which is <sighs> Miles Teller and Jonah Hill is like. Uh, college frat boy arms dealers like it's based on Which a real story funny like it's based on a true story it's an okay movie and it's very scorsese like it wants to be good fellows so bad so i heard um, so scorsese was supposed to be attached to this he was before producing he went it. to go make the irish he was right? he was a, a producer on it for a while um oh, so he great. he helped at some he was he was involved in it at some point but even when i saw the credits they didn't list him as a producer or an ep so i think he left Early enough on, because the Irishman was... You didn't get to keep the EP? I didn't even notice. I don't know, yeah, because it's... Like, I know, but I know he was involved in it at some point. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, there's like... And then, yeah, the Irishman took so long that he just kind of went off and did maybe, that. Maybe Marty was just like, De Niro, can you, can you, can you be in this? Can yeah, you, yeah. Can you be in this? He's uh, like, I gotta get some money from my kids, sure. Yeah, well, because that was De Niro's thing for a long time, was he wanted to make a bunch of movies that his kids could see. Let's, so that's why he's been in so yeah. many... And he's just a working actor. Ben, I saw Robert De Niro. He's yes, he's yeah. a working actor. Yes, but Robert De Niro and Anthony Hopkins are just like check, please, money, mm-hmm. money please, money, please. Um, they they will take a check. Yep. I saw Robert De Niro in I think the movie was called Charlie, where he is a split personality. Mm. It's a horror movie with a little girl. I think it's Dakota yep. Fanning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the worst pieces of shit I've it's ever very seen. Bad. And just coming off of like. I'm like, this is the same guy from Raging Bull. Anyway, yeah, I can complain about De Niro. I mean, yeah, him and Pacino have that similar thing where, like, they were amazing. Have you seen Jack and Jill? During the 70s and 80s, and then you get to the 90s, and they both kind of, oh. But before they oh, sunset, like, they make fucking heat. Like, they, they still sunset with a huge fucking People, amazing movie beforehand. These these Gen Z kids, these Zoomers, These ben, Zoomers. Um, <laughs> won't understand that they were not on, oh, The Godfather 2 was great. They never shared a scene in Godfather 2. That's right. They share a crossfade. <laughs> right. Famously. Um, but in Heat, they're at a fucking cafe, and they, they both know. Oh I love God, it. When they I get to it. that scene, they're like, we're here for the next 25 minutes. I'm Michael Mann. Fuck you. <laughs> Basically, that's how that movie works I, in every scene. But That scene specifically is just like, I know what I want to do, and you know what you're going to do, and I know what you're going to do, and you know what I'm going to do. And and they just, they're just they able to be civil about it, and they say, motherfucker, you're not... like." You gotta be ready to drop everything in 30 seconds if you feel the heat around right. the corner. God. Joker is... It's, yes. God. I'm gonna... Yo, I'm gonna read this book about metallurgy, motherfucker. Mm. What? Michael Mann, why is this book... Shut up! Shut up! You're like... He's gonna read this By book the end of the movie, you're like, oh, yeah, he's right. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> this isn't... Joker is not heat. Mm-mm. It is not a crime. I would. Dark Knight's I would, way closer to Heat than, than, I, I was than Joker is. Yeah. The opening of Dark Knight, I don't know that any scene in Joker comes close to that opening scene. None of it does. I mean... It, 
there are things I definitely like about this movie, Joker. Um, but that was the thing I watched Dark Knight over the weekend after seeing it. And it's just like, man, <laughs> Chris Nolan is like echelons above where Todd Phillips even rests at his Heath, best film. Probably. Heath Ledger sliding down that fucking pile of money, uh, dude. So when he sets on fire, it's like one of those great moments in cinema history where it's just like, I don't know what this guy's going to do for the rest of this movie. This is great. I, so I, I think I was texting you. Yeah. As I do. Because yep, I, as you we know, do. I'm just like, ben, ben, I just go on a rant. <laughs> And I, I think I said that between Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix's uh, Arthur portrayals, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's say Arthur Fleck and just the Joker. Yeah. Arthur Fleck is knowable. Yes. You can quantify his motivations. He wants to be seen. Yeah. He just wants one person to say, yes, you exist. And you're funny and or whatever. Yeah. Not even. I don't even think it was that. I no, think yeah. he, he just wanted any confirmation that he existed in whatever. Right. Um, Ledger, you never know. Nope. He could, he could is, sleep in a fucking closet upside down like Batman does in the first Batman movie where it's just like this guy doesn't when he's I don't know it's hard to describe but he has this elemental fucking force when I, he no, appears I, on dude, screen I told you he is Cormac McCarthy's the judge exactly yeah, he yeah, is the judge that is he the is unknowable he is just a force of fucking nature yeah and because of that he's so scary because you know not only what he's capable of like what he has available to him but how little he gives a shit if he succeeds in so far as survival. I don't even think he, he is not on the spectrum of giving a shit. He's he, no. he's off that. He but is he's looking the, at yeah. he is elemental. He yeah. is looking at the world and saying, How much can how many fires can I start? Right. And I mean his whole thing at the end of Dark Knight where he sets up the two boats, the idea is like and it's very simple and kind of dumb, but like the idea and the reason that it's so powerful that he fails is because that's his thesis is everybody is like me stripped of all the things. They're just like me. I'm going to show you. And when he does that to those two people on the boats, they eventually think their way out of it and don't do that. And he fails, but that's the exception, but that's the best part of that movie. And it took me a long time to realize it because I thought that part was just so, uh, simple in the way it sets up like a fucking like SAT problem as far as morality but also that like <laughs> two boats are going 12 knots but that's not what it is the fact that he fails is like his ultimate defeat is that he fails in proving to Batman that these people are as horrible as I think they am and it's he's wrong they aren't even the prisoners aren't as bad as he thinks he yeah. is and that's his failure he doesn't get defeated by a punch or whatever but he but this is he not- gets defeated by his ethos being essentially uh uh not correct. Right. And but, it, it's like, the, that was kind of a genius thing I didn't really recognize in that movie until I, I still think it's very simplistic, the setup, but I think what it accomplishes when they don't do it is fundamentally incredibly interesting to the idea of the Joker. Right, so here, here, and this, this is probably more about me than the actual movies we're talking about. But mm. for me, I, I was exhausted at, at the end of Dark Knight. I, I just get exhausted. I'm like, I, I know, like, cause I know it's how it's a pretty long movie too. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's just the exhausting thing of, you say the Joker fails, but yeah. that means nothing in Batman. He's true. He just goes to Arkham Asylum. It's like he fails, but also Harvey Dent fails in the way. Yeah. And so it, it is. A, the damage is done. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a moment in this Joker, yeah. in Joker, at the end, where he's like pulled out of the fucking wreckage of the car. Yeah. And it's, there's like, I, the lighting just looks like it's like the fire. Yeah. He's lighting the scene. Yeah, yeah. And they pull him out and they put him on the hood and they check him and he just gets on that car and he mm. like. Spotlight. Spotlight, and yeah. he just starts doing the type, whatever the fuck he's doing yeah. the thing in the bathroom. And for me, it was that was more affecting than the ferry scene. Yes, in terms of I felt I was like, oh my god, he, like he got what he wanted. Well, he got exactly what he wanted. Ben. It's not only that, and and, and yes, that is great because it's like you feel the full emergence of this force that will become this character. It's and, a and it's a moment. 
right? Exactly. It is absolutely It's kind of, you know, when you make an origin movie, that's what you're getting towards. You're getting towards the part where Bruce gets attacked by the bats and goes like, <gasps> bats, and that's it. Like, and it can be hokey. And, yeah. But I think in Joker, especially, like, the moment when he transitions from just full into Joker, which is, like, probably the last third of the movie, I would say, when he just doesn't give a shit, when he's completely into... Like, he's funny in that way that's scary, the way that Ledger does it, where it's, like... That's actually pretty funny. The the pencil joke is funny, but it's also terrifying. Um, I mean, you're allowed to laugh the pencil joke because a gangster gets a pencil in his right, right? right. It's not like an innocent... But I mean, it, you did it to an innocent, like a child. Yes, but like, it's oh, a... Shit. And, and that's something that the Joker would do either way. Like that's And that's why it feels so successful, especially when they get to the last third, is because Phoenix's Joker feels in the same way that Ledger's Joker capable of anything in a way that is truly but, but, terrifying. But he doesn't... He doesn't know that yet. Right. And, that's, and that is the thing that's interesting about this one compared to... Because so the Joker that exists in Dark Knight and most dude, other versions he's, of the he's Joker... Fully he's, he's fully firm. He's fully He's a mastermind. He's yeah. still smart. Like, he's able to outsmart jo- uh, Batman. He's able to... Even though he's nuts, he's able to control it. And I think with Arthur Fleck, like, until you get to that last third, it's hard to understand how he would be an adversary to anybody, let alone Batman. Because he's just he's so fucked up, <laughs> and he's so downtrodden, and 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 so yeah. and that's not bad. I think it's why the end like emergence, like when he finally emerges as the Joker, it's like oh, this totally works. There, dude, there's um, something about that final scene. I yeah, just, I agree. It, it it played, it resonated with totally. Me. And I was it, just like fuck yeah. Um, and I think I texted you. I was like, I wasn't disagreeing. With you. I was just making a point. I was like, I was like, the the story is so pat. Yeah, because it's. Yeah, we bad bo- stuff we both, happens to bad person. We're both taking yeah. screenwriting classes, right? Yeah. Like, okay, character is an everyman. He's yes. doing anything you want. He's just doing something you can identify with. Oh, he's, he's working in Everything the in his life is beating down on him. Yes. His, his mom issues, yeah. all the shit. He's on medications. He has health problems yeah. for, like, you know, mental health problems. He has this. He has, uh, he has, I don't know what they call it exactly, but uh, basically, he, whenever he it's would like be Tourette's, stressed, but... he laughs. Yeah. And he laughs like the <laughs> like the real Joker laugh. Yes. And it's, it's, it gets him beat up a bunch. Essentially, is a lot his, of what it comes card, down to. His little card that he yeah, gives people he gives to say, people. "I have a mental illness." Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Um, every man, you can identify with him. Right. The turn. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm not actually like. It is so close to Alexander the Great. I can't fucking begin to tell you. Alexander the Great. His mom, not played by Angelina Jolie in the movie, because the movie's terrible. Oliver Stone. What the fuck were you doing? That movie sucked. Oh, it's a bad movie. It's yeah. a terrible movie. Um, it's very long. Alexander the Great, <laughs> raised by a, a woman who was Philip II's wife. Alexander, you're not the son of, of Philip. You're the son of Zeus. <gasps> fucking what? Awesome. Just like Hercules. Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, Zeus got around. Yeah, yeah. Um, turns out, no, motherfucker, mm. that's not true. Everything your mom told you was a lie. Kills the mum. We could get into that. Right. Oh, that's by the way. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm going to put spoilers because we're just fucking going to go right through Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, suffocates with a pill. That scene is very effective. Yeah. I don't, I, also, like, I don't like seeing Frances Conroy. I was going to say, I really like Frances Conroy. I, Frances I hadn't Conroy. seen her in anything in a long time. I mean, she's from Six Feet Under is probably what most people that, know yep, her from. Me, but yep, yep, she's yep. great. Like, she's excellent. She's great at that. That Unfortunately, like I've only ever seen her in that role, but she's really good at it. Um, she calls her son happy. Yep. But she actually chained him to a radiator and was terrible to him. Yeah. And she yeah. adopted him and she's not. We, yeah. So they show the file, the adoption file. So that does essentially confirm that Thomas Wayne yes. is correct, right? Yeah. Right? He, okay. Yeah, for sure. He is not Thomas Wayne. Because that would have been ridiculous. That would have been yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, no, because like, so midway through the film, essentially, they, they introduce this idea that she's been talking about it. His mom has been talking about she Thomas, used to Thomas work. Wayne. I keep writing. Yeah. She used to work mail, for Thomas Wayne. The and, and they're, they're going to help us because they are like. 
destitute living in this horrible apartment. And Arthur's on seven medications, on social services. So the mom's, like, delusion is that they're going to get Thomas Wayne to get him out of this. And But you don't, but you don't know it's a delusion. Right. And so this is a kind of three-line for the first part. And then you meet Thomas Wayne, and he's kind of an asshole. Which, he's an ass. He's a fucking which is asshole. Which is kind of, you know, honestly, like, there's been many versions of Tom. But, like, the version in Batman Begins, I think, is probably one that's the most classic example where he is just a benevolent, beautiful, rich person who just wants to oh, help son, I need Gotham. You to- we put this subway system in here so that the people <laughs> of Gotham could get around. And it's just like... It's, Lucius Fox is my BFF. It works in the mythological version where DC Comics tend to work in a mythological register more than they do a realistic register. That's Marvel's thing where they have real people who have a superpower and it kind of is a blessing and a curse and blah, blah, blah. DC heroes are much more like gods. Like Batman is good at everything. He's rich. He's just, he's a god, but like he represents something. So I think DC stuff is more successful when it goes on that end, but you can screw with that. And, and so Thomas Wayne is definitely that idea of like this amazingly altruistic rich person who just cares about Gotham so much and gosh darn it, you know, right. he got cut down, but he didn't deserve it. And, and that's kind of the classic version. And I, I don't, there's different versions. And I think, uh, the telltale series that they did a couple years ago, which is pretty damn good, but it goes with a version where he's mob connected and he's yes. much more yeah, 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 overtly yeah. evil. And that works really well, honestly, for that version, their Joker is also really good. But, um, I don't know if you can buy those games anymore, honestly. I have no idea. Uh, I'm sure uh, Warner Brothers will buy them back because Telltale kind of exists. It's a whole thing. But anyways, so that idea of Thomas Wayne not being the saint, I, I've been intrigued by because it it's like he's he's a super duper mega rich guy. Like the idea that he's just benevolent like all the time is totally hard for me to buy now. Uh, and it's cynicism. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't work with the mythological thing that DC does. Right. That's why DC, I think, has a harder time upgrading or, or modernizing their heroes than, than Marvel does because they don't, they don't exist like people, really. And, right. and even their characters that are not super are still very archetypal and stuff. So I thought it was... It, it's an interesting way to introduce Thomas Wayne like that and then, but also not play him off as completely evil. Like, he's not... Super dude. He, I he's, mean, he's, he's an asshole, but like when he kind of gets to the like what happened with with yeah, he's his like, mom and stuff is like whether and it's it's possible that he's lying and that it was covering something up and, and I, she was fucked over. But it's hard. given the file. The file is kind of like this definitive thing that tells you, no, he was adopted. He's not no. Bruce Wayne's brother because that would have been the thing. Like the idea that was the idea that they kind of play with is that Thomas Wayne had an affair with. Arthur's mom, and then she said something about it, and he got her fired and institutionalized. Yeah, um, and but that's turns the, out not really what happened. Well, see, the thing is, what sold me was that. But I, there's a middle part in the movie when you think that Joker and yeah. uh, Bruce Wayne are, are brothers, this, essentially, for a which would be bit, yeah. way too much. It'd be too much. They're and, always two sides of the same. I remember, coin, like, but, I just remember my mouth being like, eh, like, mm, yeah, eh, like going, no, no, what? This is too much. I think um, it's when he finds the letter. That says something about your son. It like zooms in on a couple yep. of like your son, he's your son, whatever. And I was like, no, don't fucking do this. And that was around the part also where the Zazie Beats character is like just showing up like she's his girlfriend and it doesn't make any sense. And thankfully, both of those things get supremely yeah, they, deflated. And I remember texting her and I was like, don't fucking do it. Don't please go full don't. taxi yes. driver. Yeah, please, yeah. for fuck's sake. And they don't. Um, no, I. Well, but even in Taxi Driver, like, Candace Bergen is scared off the first date yeah, she goes like, on with him. She's Travis like, holy is shit. Fucking like, it does not take her very long, whereas the idea is as he beats his character, dates him several times, and, like, is in the hospital yeah. with him with his mom and stuff. And 
the way they play it, I think, is cool. It's just I'm so aware of the twist they're setting up that was a little like it's cool when they they spring the trap. But it's I don't. Great. But it's also like looking back, it's like boy, they really set that up. Like, huh, huh, yeah, huh. Um, th- this is all right. This yeah. this is we, we can get into the filmmaking portion at the end. I just want to talk about the emotional knee jerk shit. Yeah. The 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 one percent occupy shit is kind of sprung on the audience. We're just like, yeah. yes, they technically set it up, and there's a red letter media review about this. Where they well, talk about- it's interesting because like it just. Um, Mizan, or you know, f- framing scene wise, that kill the rich headline that is like introduced maybe like a quarter of the way into the movie after he shoots those three Wall Street dudes, yeah. that shows up in almost every scene in some capacity. It's yes. on the floor, it's on a desk, it's on um, somewhere. They, if if you look for it, it's there. Yes, but ultimately, like you, you don't need to give a shit about the politics of Gotham until. And it also doesn't really know what to do with it beyond no. saying that, no. <laughs> which and is like, yeah, that's a provocative statement, but why? Let's what be else? real. It's this that is set dressing for the Waynes yeah. to get killed. Right. That that's all that is. It's just we need to couch it in something. What do we couch it in? Oh, what if we had an Occupy movement? Right. But aha, uh-huh, we're all clowns. Whatever. And that's not dissimilar from the setup for Batman Begins, which is when he comes back to town. Oh, Rachel God, Dawes goes dude. like, "Let's go on a drive," and she drives him down to the the slums and says like, "This is what has happened." No, dude, fuck that. No. But the problem that- the problem there though is this is what has happened since your family has left, and no. I'm like, ah, no, the Waynes aren't the only thing that can no, save back Gotham. up even before that. Yeah. I got fucking pissed at that movie. I I have not rewatched Batman Begins. I rewatched. Watched Dark Knight like five times. So, I, yeah, you, you, I'm sorry. Yeah, when he's sitting, he's he got caught in the smuggling ring, and they yeah. sit him down and like, do you know you're stealing people's property? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah. he's sitting next to a Wayne. Yeah, yeah, he crate, stole Wayne. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. the biggest fucking eye roll. Yes. Um, this movie, but the rest of the training sequence is dope as hell. Yeah, I know. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. Like, I, w- he, I would defend Batman Begins in saying that first 45 minutes when he trains with Liam Neeson and everything that is. Sh- fucking amazing and it, and it sets up a great and it's, it's so it, it sets up a great bookend and it's right? full of great like huge christopher nolan shots yeah. like this ice fields and shit like it's so good um i think when he comes back to gotham that like part between when he is training to when he comes batman is probably the weakest part of the movie yeah <laughs> yeah but it's um but i and also the, the the microwave device is intensely stupid but it's pretty dumb Oh, yeah, what if we vaporize dumb. all the water in Gotham? Dude? What about water and people? Don't worry about that. Don't See, worry. About this that. is the thing is that they felt they needed a set piece at the end. Right. The set piece of this movie is that this fucking guy again going yeah. back to the Alexander the Great. He's isolated. He's alone. He's told he's special. He doesn't know why. Yeah. Similarly to Arthur Fleck. Hey, you're happy. You always make people happy. You're to put joy into the world. You're That's gonna... why you have this thing where you laugh when you can't. Yeah. Even see, God, it. there's a reason for everything. God has a plan. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. That stand-up routine is brutal. Yeah. The notes are very upsetting. I, I do. So that stand-up thing is like, it's very predictable. It's going to happen. Yeah, of course, like, yeah. Obviously, he's bad. But I do like the scene before when he doesn't know when to laugh at jokes. That's like a really good. Has, right. Yes. Yeah. That's like a really um, good. And when you see his notes and stuff, too, when you're just like, oh, he has no idea what a joke is like at all. Like this is this is this really interesting version of the character where you know because the the classic version of the origin story is he was a comedian and oh he God. got he had a real, it's real bad so day corny. It's and so then corny. he turned into a criminal and then he got pushed into a vat of acid at Ace Chemicals and then he becomes the Joker. <laughs> it's a very stupid origin story. It's very comic book. And or he may have killed the Wayne. Like well, yeah. If you go with the Tim Burton version, <laughs> that's he, sure. he 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 was also. Joe Chill and he killed all the, the whatever but whatever that idea of that origin is so stupid obviously you can't do it anymore um, but uh, shit I forgot where I was going with this but I was just gonna say yeah th- this I would this is a, a stretch I would argue this makes better use of the Occupy movement thing than Dark or uh, was Dark Knight Rises yeah 
Oh, Rises does have that, doesn't Dude, it? Dude, like, I totally forgot about thousand, that. Catwoman's whole motivation is that she... Yeah. yeah. Well, and that was during like Occupy when they made that movie. So it was very like, oh, this is ripped from the headlines. Yeah. But it doesn't... I didn't even remember that was in that movie. I haven't Dude, seen that movie forget? in a long Anne time. Anne Hathaway has like a bunch of speeches about like... Burr, 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 but I just fucking whatever. I remember that one scene in... The thing I remember the most about Catwoman in that movie is she kills Bane, which is weird yeah uh, and then also that that scene where they're on the rooftop talking and oh then he turns God. around and she's gone already and he goes that's what that feels like is one of the funniest jokes in that whole <laughs> series not that it's a real jokey fucking series chris nolan isn't a real knee slapper of a, a director but oh Batman. but like, just boy the, the fucking that fucking joke of like that's what that feels after a whole series sure. of every time gordon sure. turns around he's gone it's like that's funny that's a good joke <laughs> i love that gordon wasn't in this yeah, no, and, and uh, you know, my one of my favorite Jim Gordon things ever is Batman Year One, which great, is a comic book that's basically book. Oh my God. Batman's first year in Gotham juxtaposed with Jim Gordon's first year in Gotham. But like mostly Gordon, mostly right? Gordon. Mostly Gordon's the Gordon. main character. And in that like story. His, the effects on his marriage, and it's, it's, so, it's so good, so it's good. Comic. It's Frank Miller's best Batman thing. Ever. Um, have you seen the? Uh, animation, animation? I haven't version? seen. It's really good. Uh, okay, because I was going to say like the it. animated version of Dark Knight Rises, uh, Dark Knight Returns, is not that good, and that's, that's like great. another like all time yeah. great comic book. It's not as good as I can't. It's, it stands by itself. What is the yeah. dude's name? Kevin Conroy? No. Uh, Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Kevin Conroy, I think, is in year one. He is the essential Batman. He's so fucking. He's good. so good. Um. So so so. Do good. you want to get into the the nitpicky filmmaking shit? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> that's where I live. <laughs> all right. I. I Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You don't need a line. <laughs> yeah, that literally says. Literally says. I've have. It, it was. I laughed when it happened. Yeah. I laughed when it happened. He goes. I haven't been on my meds and I feel great. Yeah. I, there's that, and I, there's the fact that he literally says like, "I've been beaten down and now I'm striking back." Yep. To De Niro, who yep. says, "No, that's not okay." Yep. Like they literally have the conversation yep. uh, of the morality of the film. On screen in front of everybody. You and I have our beautiful English degrees, and yes. I was just like, "Come on, come, come on, on, dude, this is obvious." Um, also, I'm not political. Yes, he said, "Come on, like, <sighs> shut the fuck up." Um, like, that's a Joker thing to say for sure, but like to put that as a script line on this, like, the climax of the film, like, it's too big a fucking I'm, I'm lamp. Not. It's too much of a lamp. You know, so lampshading is a thing in screenwriting where you draw attention to a thematic thing through dialogue. Eh? There was an entire fucking lamp store in that last yeah. scene where there's like light, 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 light. It just, there's a ton of, it's weird because like his stuff where he's just talking about like when he finally admits to killing those three people, like that's a great moment when he decides midway through that sentence when he's like, I'm going to say this and like yep. that stuff's really cool. But then a lot of the dialogue in that scene is essentially explaining what's happening and that sucks. It is an exposition dump. Yeah. It is. It is. Because the action in that scene is so good. His his knees his yeah. his his pants are like too. too I love short. the guests who are just, who are like, just horrified like, the whole time. It's nuts. Yeah, um, he grabs the camera and gets cut off before I, a big monologue. I was like, gonna say that's also in Dark Knight Rise, uh, Dark Knight Returns. There is a scene where Joker goes on a talk show. It's Arkham's like chief scientist is like, yeah. I'm bringing on the Joker to show you how reformed he is, and he kills the whole fucking studio audience. Sure, and. Uh, so it's not exactly the same as him shooting Mary Freeman, but it's like this evil putting the Joker on a talk show is a terrible idea. And it's in one of the most famous Batman comics. And I think they did a cool job recalibrating that for this. I really like that. Honestly. There are like, I guess I would call them like safety checks. Like I yeah. feel like every five or six scenes they do a safety check. Be like, do you, do you understand? Do you yeah. understand what's happening? Do, just you get so it? you're you here get with us. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, the, the Murray scene is great because there's the one thing that does work is that there's no buildup to him shooting him in the head. Exactly. You know he's got the gun. Well, because he does the practice round where he goes, oh, well, Murray, knock, knock, and then he does the gun to his... So you think he's going to kill right, himself. Right, but the camera doesn't sweep behind, doesn't right. sweep behind Murray's head. He just, yep. It just, it's just fucking It's happens. from where the camera would be on TV. Right. Um, which is really cool. Yeah. And it just happens. And there's no like slow motion. Could you imagine if like and Zach could you imagine if Zach Snyder made this movie? Mark Maron's fault. Yeah, right. There would be a 360 right. degree slow-mo tableau of brain matter hitting. Yeah, boy, boy, Mark Maron really fucked that up, huh? No, he's good. I like him actually. <laughs> and I love it. so the thing that I love is that Maron uh, he basically took this because he's like, I wanted to work with De Niro. Like, he didn't care about comics or no. anything. Um, and totally admirable. Like, he gets to be at De Niro's assistant. He only has, like, four lines. But it's so weird when he shows up. I mean, in anything, it's weird when no. Aaron shows up because I'm so used to him being the podcast man. Um, he's on Glow, I think. Yeah, no, he's been yeah. acting for a long time. He had his own show for, like, four or five seasons. Oh, right. Yeah. That ter- no, what was that on? It was called Mar- uh, Marin. It was on IFC. IFC, yeah. that's what it was. I think I watched the first season or two i mean no offense it was just like oh louis got a deal well it was the idea was like make a show about making a podcast and i think at that point i was so already into podcasts it's like everything you're running through on the show i already know so i don't need to did you see when he went on uh, conan the new form yeah i want to talk to you about this like it was funny pretty fun i like mark maron a lot i always have but i i or at least as when i became aware of him through his podcast sure but uh i was it was it was funny to me that he's just like because he's a guy who's like very cantankerous about comic book things he's a grump like, he's, he's a yeah he's yeah and i you know so, but so is marty scorsese and he's right i'm yep. sorry i'll say it right now uh, the, the fucking back, <laughs> so stupid, the fucking stupid I, backlash the weirdest of, thing to me about that is like you all are fans of the biggest goddamn thing in the world what more validation could you possibly need than 15 billion dollars in gross from these fucking things you need marty to say oh you're good film boy like of course he's not going to say that like and he's right these are calibrated films they are films where the action scenes are pre-vised and given to the directors like this is what you're going to do like these are not made by filmmakers they are made by this huge collective and it's very successful but he's it is not this bespoke product that he no, kind of makes. No, so, fuck yeah. you, Ben. I want David Lynch <laughs> to come on the show. Have you ever seen that interview with David Lynch where he talks about meeting with Lucas to to do Return of the Jedi? No. Oh, it's so good. You should. Oh. Uh, you know, you know what clip I just watched was him it's talking amazing. about. I just watched the clip of David Lynch freaking out about the, the schedule constraints for <laughs> season, uh, Twin Peaks season three. Yeah. And we can't even fucking get dreamy. Like he's just just having like all these old like just. Well, I just I can't work like this. like <laughs> just he's smoking yeah. in this fucking room. Uh, um, I love that guy <laughs> so much. I, I would say overall. Oh, other yeah. nitpicky shit. Mm. Um, I think I can't believe you let the small part, like the little person, go. That's so. I was that just was like, that seems so. This is right. a weird. So we saw this differently. You saw it uh, in your home. Let's oh, yeah. just say, and I saw it on IMAX. In I the saw big it on a very, theater. Uh, oh my god! And um, I was, it was pretty shitty how my audience reacted really? to that whole scene. Like the whole scene. Like once he stabs the dude and like stabs the fucking His shit. His face out is of him. like he gets well, and it's like this great like. You don't see it really, but no. you can feel it because yeah. he's like rammed up against the wall, and it's just which is so... weird because it's an art. It has a hard art. Oh, like, totally. But like, I think it's a really good way to use and like violence. The stabbing that looks way. good. Like it's, it's kind of interestingly similar to um, you know the end of Casino. 
Oh my god! When they're beating up yeah. Pesci and his brother, which is honestly one of the most disturbing death scenes I can think of. Because he's looking at his brother. It's he's so looking at his brother. Fucked, yeah. and I hate and he's, that he's character. Begging for his brother's I life. I hate Nicky Santero so much. He's a piece of shit. But I feel so bad for him in that point. And it's this amazing magic that he does. I think it's, most of the dialogue is him saying, "Oh no, yeah." No, and it, it's no. like it's oh, very fake blood on them, and yeah. like it's everything about it, can, it theoretically conspires to be artificial. But there's something about it that is so visceral, and. um so there's a way to, and I don't think this movie is successful in that way with its violence, no, but no. it is trying to be more than just like, let's show the head exploding or whatever. Like it is very much like his, it, the physicality it. of how he does it is so disturbing that you don't even really know that you're not seeing what he's doing. Right. Um, so that whole thing gets over and the whole audience is quiet. And then it goes to that fucking joke of, I can't reach the lock. And I'm like, that's the Todd Phillips. That is the most Todd Phillips did, thing in this fucking movie. I hate it. Did everyone laugh? Everyone laughed. Uh, and I was just no. like, God damn it. Like, I get it. It's supposed to diffuse the scene that's so fucking brutal. But I hated it. I hate it because it's not just it's not just that it's like a cheap joke. But it's a cheap joke. Like it's a, it's a, like Borderlands does this too. I've been playing Borderlands oh, Three. Wow. Borderlands Three still has entire ah. classes of enemies that are that are little people, yeah. and they still think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. There are quest punchlines that are based on, oh, he was a little person the whole time, and it's just like it feels so fucking archaic. And then to see this movie do this and get a huge laugh, I'm just like, fuck. Like it, it's, but this is this it's is, a minor part, but it was definitely the most Todd Phillipsy thing in the whole movie. Where I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this but is this the hangover is, dude. But this is the thing. It's a, it's <laughs> this a is the hangover dude. It's a, it's a safety check. It's like, okay, yeah. uh, is everyone okay? Is but everyone it, okay? Is it, everyone okay? And it is also lets you know that Arthur is directing his shit. He's not just like picking anyone he can kill, which is the Joker eventually gets to a point where he doesn't fucking care who he kills. He kills his own henchmen. Yeah. Like that. that's part and parcel of the character. So I get that he doesn't start there. But, and so it is, I don't know. It's weird because I think the other thing that's interesting is it's pretty heavily implied that he kills his neighbor, Zazie Beetz's character. Is it? I think so. Because really? like the scene of him walking down the hallway with the blood footprint, is that after? I don't remember where that shows up. And that's probably That's my... at the very end. Okay, that's at the very end. That's okay. like, right, that, right. that happens at the, that's, and I love that, that scene. It's a great looking scene, absolutely. It's yeah. all slow-mo and it's yeah. like the music swells. Is that, and, the, is that, the, okay, so I thought the end was him on the cars. That's what I remembered. That, no, that is like second to last. Uh, no, you're right. The end is him in Arkham. The end is him and he's saying, and he's laughing and, yes. and not like his creepy laugh. He's actually laughing, thinking about it. Right. And the therapist, it's not the one from the beginning, I don't think. It could be. No, I don't know. no, no. It's um, but she one. goes, oh, what's so funny, Arthur? And he was like, yeah. I, you wouldn't get it. Yeah. And it's just him running down that hall with bloody, bloody footprints. footprints. Like I think I maybe kind of took that to be her apartment. He was running out of. No, dude. He's, but I he's don't in know. A straight, he's in a straightjacket. I'll show you. Oh, you're right. He's okay. in a fucking straight. Yeah, and, yeah. and then the orderly chases him back and forth, Benny Hill style. Okay, so um, yeah, that means he just killed an orderly or something in Arkham, which is totally. Oh no, he killed. Behavior. He, I, or he killed the psychiatrist. I'm assuming maybe. he killed the psychiatrist. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, man. Um, Okay, and, and it's, so never mind. It's, that, <laughs> scene, that scene has a glow to it. Yes. Like, everything's very white. I mean, I will say, and I, I wish I remembered who the cinematographer was, because he's someone I remember, but this movie looks fantastic. Like, it is yes. ripping off an aesthetic that is very established. It doesn't look quite as gnarly as Crack Street, because Taxi Driver's film on film. It was super low budget. Yeah. Like, it really looks gnarly. This looks studio gnarly but i think they do a really good job i think there was a joke someone posted on twitter it was like there is no city in the world that has this much sodium lighting as joker <laughs> showed because <laughs> this is really hard, harsh yeah. diffused yeah, 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 lighting yeah. before fluorescent became a kind of thing yeah um that 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 final scene but just sickly like every scene looks like it could be oozing <laughs> like it's just this gross 
I mean, and they, they 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 push in with him, like putting the makeup on his tongue. Yeah, I do. So that's the thing when I, I watch Dark Knight is there's so many times. So the makeup on the Joker basically deteriorates over the film. Like sure. he doesn't really reapply it once sure. he starts. Like so, the first time you see him really is at the party with Rachel Dawes and when he takes all the people hostage, and it's perfect. It's it's perfectly put on. It's still gross because you can see his scar bumps and everything, but it's covering him completely. And as you go through the movie, especially in the interrogation, it gets rubbed off a lot. And But there's a thing I never noticed before that he reapplies his makeup and he has makeup on his hands yeah. as throughout the movie, which is another I'm, thing I love in this movie where the clown makeup, because he's like like call order clown or something. I don't know if that exists. So but apparently... It's like Taxi Driver, but they're clowns. <laughs> like, it is literally... Yeah. It is a dispatch for magicians. Right. It's clowns, called ha or something like that. Yeah, it's like, called yeah. ha Yeah. Yeah. And so, but there's a thing where even when he's Arthur Fleck, he has this white grease paint around the edges of his face it's this great like visual of like it's coming out it's coming out and yeah when he's finally painting himself and he paints even his tongue but that scene when he comes out to them and he's got the white face and his hair dye is still dripping down his back so it's just green streaks all over him and he does that thing in the archway yeah there's some really amazing like physical just this is the thing this is the thing about a Joaquin Phoenix portrayal is that physicality dude yeah and I I understand why he wanted to gain weight for it right well they really play up his sinewiness and like his weird limbs how they're kind of put together like his ribs don't look right no Um, but he's also like shifting but he's definitely like like pushing it around yeah Yeah, it's it's a hell of a thing for sure (laughs) like did, did the scene where he killed his mother work for you yeah Absolutely. As it, me did me. I, I, you know, the line he says when he kills her, like, oh, you know, my life's been a tragedy, but the whole time it's been a fucking comedy. Like, that's such a trailer line. And I think it was in the trailers a lot yeah. that I kind of rolled the eyes for that. But other than that, I think it's a really good scene. And this is a Dark Knight thing. That hotel, that hospital room, the lighting, the wall, everything is the same as Two Faces Hotel. It's, is it really? It's almost exactly the same. I wonder if it's the same hospital even. But it's like a really good... Because that scene in, in when he walks into the nurse outfit is one of my... Another one of my favorite scenes in Dark Knight. It's just like... Can we, can we talk about um, this, this comparison? Mm. So Joaquin Phoenix has like numerous ticks. Yes. Um, <laughs> he, has, he bounces his knees when he's on the Maury, Maury show. He's bouncing his knees and he's kind of not sure of himself. His voice is... Um, do you remember when Lincoln came out and everyone was like, oh, why is Lincoln sound like Daniel Day-Lewis is yeah, making why is Lincoln sound nasally? Yeah. It's like, that's, that's historically, that's what, historically he what he yeah, sounded yeah. like. He didn't sound like their deep voiced baritone or whatever. Yeah. Heath Ledger could command a room. Yes. In the, and he does. In the first, the ballroom scene, the, the fundraiser scene, he's yeah. just, oh, yeah. And yeah. like, he can carry his voice, his voice varies and stuff. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix at the end, uh, when he's on the morning show, he, his voice is still very slight and he's like, well, well, Maury. Like he's, yeah. Um, he never goes to, <sighs> and I do really like, yeah, I really like that version where he's kind of feeling out the persona I'm, because he still has that Arthur Fleck voice, but the mood of what he's saying and the ability to just go off the cuff and say, I killed those people. Like that stuff feels closer but, to, but you could tell the, the further gone Joker that is Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger never struggles for a word. No. He is right. He knows what he wants to say, right? Yeah. He knows what he's going to, he, I'm just, and if he I'm, doesn't, he delays by licking his lips. Yeah. <laughs> or what, what does he say? He's like, he's like, I'm the, I'm the dog. I'm just a dog chasing the car. I'm just chasing cars. I don't know what to do. What if I got it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he, but, but that's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. Yeah. Um, there's something about Fleck, like finding, and this is terrible because he's yeah. a mass murderer. Oh, totally. Basically where he finds his voice. Yes. He and, finds his groove. And, and Phoenix plays it like he's certain, like he's like. He's kind of starts off in the, on Maury's show. Like, what is what is the show called? I forget. A late Night with Mary Freeman, I think. Fucking whatever. 
Um, and he's kind of well, more I'm not play- like he's and he finds yeah. his voice and he starts to yeah when he finds his groove. In the oh house man, third, it and is terrific. That scene on that cop car, dude. That I know it just worked for me. Yeah, it totally. just fucking worked for me. Like that, just pulling them out the crowd. Like I really so like they do the Dark Knight shot where he's had his head up against the window and he's seeing everything. Which is a, I think which it's is great. great I mean, shot. I will say, having watched Dark Knight, the scene where he's just out of it like a dog who just completed who just is oh, it's so it's good. So good. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's better of course what there's another shot of like through the grating where he's just got his head against it and the grating is like the thing in focus so you really just see this like form behind it with paint it's really effective like there is some really great shots in this movie for sure a lot of good joaquin phoenix running um when he gets the file and just he's bucking it down the his arms are doing this like he looks like um uh, i would also minor point but i refuse to believe that joaquin phoenix had overpowered brian tyree henry to pull that file away that guy is so much bigger than paper boy would have killed (laughs) he would have pulled his arms off through that thing and this is the other thing but this is the thing i like about uh arthur fleck is that like joker knows when to run yeah he's not gonna no, a fucking that's the thing. He's gonna... That's like a defining characteristic of all Jokers is that he has henchmen, but he they are the first ones to go if yeah, he needs to sure. get out. He will fuck them for all sure. over. And they all even know. I mean, the Arkham games have a pretty funny thing where um, you know you can hear a lot of conversations between yeah. people, and they're just like, especially towards the end of I think it's Arkham Asylum when you're. Joker's still the bad guy of that game, but you've killed all the or taken care of the other bad guys, and the bad guys are starting to get like, I don't know, man, we're gonna be able to do this. And it's like, do you think he's really gonna try and help us after this? And they're like, no, nah. <laughs> no, he doesn't give a shit. Um, and there's some that even talk about like, I'm gonna leave when when my when my shift changes or whatever. It's really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like. I think it's a at the end of it, if we're gonna put a whatever on it, like I think it's a solid like B. B minus like it's a really there are things about it that are really good and I think overall it's a little sloppy and especially with it surfaced touches on some things that are interesting in a broader sense than sure. even something like Logan which was the other comparison I brought up which is this you know, but R rated still- X-Men movie but it is still a fucking X-Men movie I mean it still has mutants in it it still has a fucking clone of him Jean-Luc Picard bro I mean literally in that movie the comics the X- it's kind of a cool thing actually so the X-Men comics essentially inspire another group of mutants to go yes. thing but it's right, like right, comics right, right. about Wolverine and stuff that inspire them to go yeah whatever it, but it also falls into comic book shit at a certain point and it 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 never really escapes its kind of trappings of well you have to have a super fight and you have to have this and you have to have that. If if it came to him fighting another DC villain. Yeah. Right. That you, wouldn't know, work. you know, some like, pro- yeah, if he, he was in the crowd and then like a little kid with plants came up and like, I'm poor than Ivy. Like that would be awful. Yeah. Um, in a way, this is fucking bizarre to me. Mm. Uh, is that this reminded me of the last Jedi. Um, the, the ending, wait, right. Was that the last star Wars movie? Yes. The end of Last Jedi is, hey, guess what? Everyone can be a fucking yep. Jedi. That little and kid picks they, up the broom. Boom. They democratize Jedi, right? Yes. Um, as it always should have been. Force sensitivity is a, Force sensitivity. a randomly occurring thing. It is not yeah. only the Skywalkers. Right. Which And people are like, oh, it's a Skywalker. <laughs> she should be, she should be a Skywalker. She, she should be related like, to Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker these, somehow. These motherfuckers don't remember Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah. You had to unlock the Jedi slot. You had to do all those holocrons. No. So listen. They don't know. <laughs> but the idea was, hey, the Joker isn't... Joker comes from us. Right. That's the that's the ending of the movie. Something is that creates society creates Joker. Joker doesn't just happen. Right. And right. that's that to me rang true. Yeah. That to me rang completely true. 
Because and, and this is the thing that the Ledger Joker Ledger Joker is terrorizing everyone. Yes. And you don't really understand why anyone would work. He's for just him. literally like very much like the Judge or or Anton Chigurh. He's just this force that appears yeah. in Gotham, and you have to deal with it. Right, but, but he doesn't but, have a motivation. But he, he right. Yeah. But there's no sense that he like was he in Gotham? We don't know. Right. Yeah. Was did he float in for whatever? Right. But Arthur Fleck is a he Ar- is at the end. He's a man of the people in right. that. But even before that, he's a person of Gotham. He's a person who's yes. Who's and that's beaten down by that place. That's what I, I think this movie does a little bit better is that, again, it's a knowable thing of like the Joker, like Heath Ledger's Joker could have blown in from the wind. Heath Ledger's you know, Joker no could have appeared out of thin air. Yeah. Outside of that room before he walks in the ballroom, right. he could have just congealed right. because that's how he, that's um, how he appears. And that, that fucking robbery scene is such a good, because he's such a master manipulator, right? And I just, just love the part where he gets done with everybody and he just shoots the guy behind him and he just keeps yeah. like, he, he, I, has it all planned out? It's so good. But he doesn't look like he does. No. When he's doing exactly. the, de- the, and detonator, the, the detonator that, scene. That's like the best part about him is that it's this duality of like he knows what he's doing. He's got a plan. But also he has no fucking clue what he's doing. He is a dog chasing a car. He wouldn't know what he'd do if he could get it. It's like this great contrast they play so you're saying with he's the whole movie. 4D chess. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but also he doesn't know how to play chess at the same time. I don't really know what the comparison is, but it's such a... Uh, it's such a great and, version and that, that's of the character. thing I, I think Arthur Fleck for most of the movie Fleck is just you, you never get the sense that he intuitively knows people right which no like, he, he, he point, can't he, interact with anybody basically no and and he just wants but he just wants he just wants people to know he's there he just wants yeah something, something. and that I mean and that works with the Zazie Beats character because like she literally like says one thing to him in an elevator and does the taxi driver thing and then oh, so does it several more times yeah, in flashbacks yeah. but whatever um and but you can understand why he would fl- latch onto that so quickly is because it's the what only a, time else, ben, anyone's what, ever done anything like what that. What else does he have? Exactly. And the one friend, the one of the you know, if he has the little person friend and the taller friend, yeah. And like and the taller friend fucks him over. Fucks him over. Yep. So like, of course he's just like, eh, fuck this. Like, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It, it's interesting to make the Joker knowable, and I, it was something that when they announced this film, I was like, why would you do that? And I think after seeing it, I think it's more. A more viable, and actually, honestly, I'll go as far as to say, like, I don't like the killing joke. I think it's not yeah, as no, good as people I. say yeah. it is, um, even though it's Alan Moore, so of course it's amazing or whatever. But I, I always thought it was pretty, like, it's pretty vile in a lot of ways, but it also doesn't really say much about the character other than, like, this is what happened. Like, it just doesn't have the character itself is not there in a way right. that Arthur Fleck is. Like, right. I think Arthur is a much more formed character than that version. So I think this is a. As much as I don't like the, I like the Joker. So for me, the Heath Ledger force of nature of Joker is way more what I like. Um, but if you're gonna put an origin on him, I think this is a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, I, it's, or it's one that's like interesting to watch. I like know? them. I like them in different ways. I yeah. I, Flex again. I, I I just was. This is terrible. It's like the Eva thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, we get it. Your fucking life sucks. Yes. Oh my and that's God. kind of the first half of this movie in some ways. Yeah, and, yeah. But when he, when he, even when he shoots the Wall Street guys, it's yeah. not like confident. It's not like no. a John Wick. He's well, fucking kind of. Yeah, that was a weird thing. So there was earlier reviews or whatever. They were like, "Oh, everybody he kills deserves it," and I'm like, "I guess so." But the way they show it is so clumsy and gross that there's no way that, that you're guy like, near the stairs. There's no way. No, that's that's horrible. a that's a murder. That's a like, horrible thing. That's that, a like murder. the way he's crawling away. And like yeah. it's it's meant but, to be. But I'm glad they're putting. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how you read that movie and say I don't oh, know they either. It's, like, it's insane. Like and I've 
That was weird. I was listening to a, a podcast about Clockwork Orange also where it was a similar <laughs> claim of like, oh, they seem to all deserve. I'm like, what are you fucking talking yeah, about? Dude, the only uh, thing yeah. any of those characters in Clockwork Orange do go like, oh, I don't want hooligans in my house. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, it's a silly reading, I think. And um, But I like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think making him a character that is understandable, I thought initially was a terrible idea. And this movie convinced me. There's there's hay there, you know. There's something to be made of that. Yeah. I don't know that it's the version of the character that I prefer. I think I, the, I'm fifty fifty on it. The I don't peak, know. And, and I like I love Hamels. I love I even like Jack Nicholson's because that movie's fucking camp. I mean, Jack delight. Yeah, Jack, I love it. Jack Nicholson went, Tim Burton went for it. I mean, he was like, I'm gonna go for it. Man dances around a prince while painting up an art gallery. It's yeah. a great scene. Um, and and Nicholson's great. Like he's a great yes. actor, so he brings a lot of energy to it, regardless of the. Joe Cool or he killed Batman's parents or whatever fucking thing that Burton does. But that character is very successful in that movie for that movie. It fits with that version of Gotham, just like Dark Knight Ledger fits with that version of Gotham. And I think that we don't have a new contemporary version of Gotham, though there's another Batman movie coming out in probably a couple of years with with uh, Pattinson, Robert Pattinson. That's right. Oh my so, God, really? I don't know what they do with that. I'm curious. Because I, I have, uh, so I'll I'll defend Robert Pattinson. He's I wanna, become a very good actor I since wanna, Twilight. I want to see Lighthouse. Uh, Lighthouse looks great. Um, there's we should see Lighthouse, movie from. Yeah, I would love to ben, see Ben, we should see Lighthouse. Yeah, get some art house shit up. Is there. it all 4-3? Like, uh, 4-3, black and white. Holy whole shit, thing. dude, we should see it. I'm so excited. I He fights that gull. It's the guy who made the witch. That's all I care about. But uh, the actually, fact that it's, it's actually pronounced Vavitch. The, the, <laughs> that <laughs> Defoe and Robert Pattinson are the only two people in the movie. I'm just like, fuck, that sounds great. Um, there's, there's tentacles. A really good movie from a couple years ago called Good Time, um, which is by these guys named the Safdie Brothers. They're filmmakers from New York. They're making another movie with uh, M. Sandler that's coming out this year called Uncut Gems. Oh, which yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. Which looks great also. I'm really huh. excited to see that. But they make these really nervy like sweaty New York films that are very kind of in the wheelhouse of maybe around a taxi driver. They're even probably grimier than those. It's like 23 this, hours or whatever. Yeah. And they have like, <laughs> they have like really like harsh industrial, like electronic soundtracks, very like thrumming synthesizers and never leave. It just never lets you kind of untense. And Pattinson's in this movie called good time. And it's just about him and his brother. And he accidentally gets a brother in jail and he's trying to get him out. And it's like 24 hours in this just insane, like, fever dream of, of New York. It's what is, what really is the, good. What's the post 9 11 Edward Norton movie? Is that 23 hours? 25th hour. 25th hour. Great. Great. Anyway, great either film. it was either 23 or 25. The only reason I would ever defend David Weiss and uh, Benioff, because I think Benioff wrote that book. He's the guy who wrote it. Yeah. They're the Game of Thrones guys. And they wrote, he wrote the book 25th Hour and then he wrote the script for the Spike Lee movie. And it's one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. That movie just makes me like, oh God, it's so what a horrible so situation. Good. Yeah, it's great. I mean, yes, it's a horrible situation, but it has the Spike, especially the ending where they kind of go this fake version of what his life could be. Sure. Like it's total Spike Lee, but it's so good. Um, I love it so much. But anything else you want to get off your chest about the Joker, Ben? No, I think I got there. All right. I, I, I think need... we talked about it more than I thought we would. Honestly. I need to say, I need to say something to you. Mm hmm. About the Veronica Mars season four. Okay. Spoilers for Veronica Mars season four. Hard turn. I need to get this off my chest. She's a little bit like Batman. <laughs> no, Ben. She's like Bruce Wayne and Batman Beyond. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The plot is literally Batman Beyond in Veronica Mars. It's true. The it's kid, literally the plot the of kid, Batman Beyond is kid. Veronica Mars. The fucking protege. I'm sorry. Yeah. And also 30 Rock with his grand mentee. <laughs> I just need to get that off my chest. That's all. <laughs> Yeah. They took Batman Beyond and they said, you know what? Put it in Veronica Mars season I, she's four. She's in her 30s. What good could she be anymore? <laughs> they got to train a new one. 
Uh, Am I wrong? No, I didn't. Am I wrong, Ben? I didn't hate that character. Although immediately as soon as they set her up, I'm like, I see what they're doing here. <laughs> like I, I looked at my wife and I said, oh, she's the grand mentee. She's little Lil Veronica Mars. And when she, little gives, when she gives her the stun gun, I'm like, oh, she's just Bat- She's just Terry from Batman Beyond. Yep, yeah. Great. I hope Weird touchstone because Batman Beyond is pretty old I know, at this I, point. I know. No, fuck off. Batman Beyond's great. What it is great. Fucking, I agree. Like Kevin um, Conner. Oh, my God. And, ha- and uh, Hamill is, is the continuing Joker. Even though it doesn't really make sense, he should be alive. Well, really, it's just a lo- yeah. Anyway, there's a really good Batman Beyond movie. There is Batman Beyond is surprisingly good. It's so fucking good. Um, I just wanted to be Terry. All right, that's. I just need to get off my chest because did you? I think it was Arkham Knight that had the Batman Beyond suit in it. That was a pretty good suit. Uh, it was also in was it uh, Arkham, Arkham City? City. Yeah, and it was I in love Arkham that. Fuck, yeah. I love the little red wings. Yeah, the, the whole. That's really um, cool. I love that Terry can't be controlled. Well, he ultimately. Yeah. yeah. Batman Beyond's pretty. Batman cool. Beyond's a great fucking show. I know animated series is the one, is the one. Sure, sure, but Batman Beyond is this really great premise of like it's cyberpunk, dude. It's cyberpunk Batman. It's fucking cyberpunk Batman. I mean, like the only other like uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine is a similar thing. Sure, where it's just like take this cool superhero and put him in an even cooler universe. And all right, I'm gonna disappoint you. Mm. I've not seen into the Spider Verse. You should watch. That. I know. I have it. I'm gonna. I th- watch is it, it on the flicks? I don't remember. But it's one of one of the numerous hosting sites I'm subscribed to. Academy Award winning John. I know. What's your what's I know. your excuse? <laughs> I know. It's a great movie, it really is. But listen, mm-hmm. Veronica Mars mm-hmm. is Batman Beyond. Yes. I agree the, with your the, thesis. Basically it's the same it's the same exact show. I agree with your thesis. Um Any, all right. Would you recommend Joker? Yes. I, I would. I would. If you are interested in that idea of If you're not a, a fucking dummy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I really don't think this is gonna cost anything. I just don't think it's deep enough to do that. And I, this is this is the thing about Taxi Driver, and I've watched Taxi Driver earlier this year, so I've seen it recently enough. And the thing that gets me about that movie every time I watch it, and it's amazing still, is how it is completely able to put you in Travis Bickle's head. To the point where you're like, I want to turn this off. I don't want to watch this anymore because I don't want to be in this fucker's head. Because everything about the movie, not just him and his monologues, but the way that characters appear and the way that the streets appear and everything progresses with him. It's like this movie that is so in the head of the character that it's like, I don't know that unless you are totally bananas crazy, like that you could watch that movie and go like, this is an aspirational, like Travis Bickle is supposed to be terrifying and he gets more terrifying because you realize He's able to function in the real world, but behind that is just this blank-eyed, complete psychopath. And it is is so much more effective at that. This movie just doesn't have that confidence in filmmaking or intelligence of storytelling I, that Taxi Driver does. I, I, this so is, it never gets me into that space with Arthur Fleck that I get to with Travis Bickle. So sure, but also, but also, this is a Joker's a product. Yes, and that's that is the problem. At, is like, like you me- don't know where Travis Bickle ends up because he's an original character, whereas you know where the Joker ends right. up. Right, he is has to problem. become Batman's nemesis, so he can't fail. Try, try to try to follow the plot of Mean Streets, and you're just like right. Scorsese. Were you trying to sell? This? Were you trying <laughs> to make this for humans? Yeah, like, right. M- mean Streets, especially. Yeah, there's like. It's pretty esoteric in the way that it just and like eventually the the narrative became. Well, I wanted to tell the story of like gangsters at the street level, and right. then. And I'm like, all right, whatever, Marty. Like, whatever. and he would continue to refine that. I think that's the thing with and Mean Streets is so like the, the, some of the stuff, like the needle drops and the Rolling Stones. That stuff comes from Mean Streets, but and the, the long takes, blah blah blah. Everything but, he made past that was better, essentially. Yes, a but just look at Mean that, Streets yeah. and Taxi Driver and be like, uh, these are film. These are yes. film films, yes. right? Joker is a product, and I it not, is still a giant temple tied to a big franchise. But right, 
Um, but yeah. like, so I, I think that like it has a necessary necessary amount of shallowness. Yes. Just well, by, by virtue of what it is. Yeah, and I I just you know, Todd Phillips is not Martin Scorsese. That's not hard to say about a lot of filmmakers. But he's good at aping him. But he's okay at aping him. Yeah, <laughs> he steals the right things yeah. from. He from got Martin a great Scorsese. set designer. He had a great cinematographer. Uh, they you know, they put a lot more work into the. Again, I said uh, the mood, but the mise en scène of it all of this. You know, something that the Marvel movies pretty much completely lack is this, uh, this I like a singular identity for each character of like filmmaking style. Well, they got to the qu- get the quips in. What they got to have them all yeah, slot they, together. They gotta, the biggest part problem is they have to all fit together at some point, and that's the problem to me. Yeah. Is that the the benefit of the connected universe, which is neat in some ways, also becomes the detriment of like, well, why is Captain Marvel not here to do everything because she's Superman? Well, uh, she's on the yeah. other side of the galaxy. Like it, it, you create another set of problems there, and I think also the consistency of tone that they've kept across those movies has become pretty fucking boring. Like. And and it, not that they're bad. It's just very. It's like a. So I compare the Marvel movies a lot of times to TV show. It's like a long TV. It, but it is. It's a TV show right. that I get to watch four episodes of a year. They're it's, very expensive it's, it's episodes. An, it's an entry in a series. But like yeah. outside of in, uh, Endgame and a couple others, like they really just function as like this is it, and the next episode is teased at the end of this, and just it it, it feels very run of the mill. So when something like Joker comes along, even though it is derivative of a another film or another style, it feels very vital in that universe. Did, did the last time a fucking Marvel movie like actually affected me? Mm. Um, I, I would say Endgame got me in a couple places, but that's because it's pulling together like 22 films sure. worth of shit. Um, and that's not fair because you're, you're bringing all the baggage. Like Exactly. If you couldn't watch Endgame by itself right, and it's, have that That's effect. not fair. You have to watch Endgame after you've watched all that other shit. Uh, it's Iron Man 3. Yeah. When Tony has no fucking suit. Yeah. And he's just a fucking, he's kind of a mean, but funny, but right. mean shitbag. And that's a weird outlying movie in that series right. because it doesn't have. I, I, mean, I think that's Iron Man 3, right? Yeah. He has no suit and he's just. He's he gets like, stranded he to, with a kid. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you can come with me. He's like, no, you yeah. can't fucking come with me. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that movie still ends in a big CGI fuck fest. And fuck, and fuck that. <laughs> yeah. He fights like 12 Tw- Iron Man. There's like 70 Iron Man suits fighting. It's so stupid. It's idiotic. Yeah. But that, that moment where he's stuck in that town, it's yeah. Christmas, I think. Yeah. It's like winter. And it's just Tony Stark being like, I'm a fucking jerk. And like, I'm going to, you know. Yeah. Like, and there's weird things like in Endgame, essentially. So the idea in Endgame is is Thanos has snapped the fingers, yeah, made yeah, half yeah, the yeah. worth. So the it's first, leftovers for dummies. Exactly. The first <laughs> third of, in fact, the first scene is basically Hawkeye with his family and then he turns around and they all disappear. And it is a scene from The Leftovers full stop. Yep. And it is just like, on the one hand, like, oh, you're ripping off something I like, but also it's something that nobody knows about. So I'm happy that a fucking, the biggest movie of the year <laughs> is also a rip off of this cult show that I love. Is so it, is, is it, is it uh, Black, Black Widow? Yeah. Black Widow just crying yeah. with like a sprinkler with going a sprinkler, off. Yeah. Oh my God. If the Russos could get anywhere near the filmmaking quality oh of that show, God. they would be very lucky because they are not. Is there a dick shelf? Nope. Is there a shelf that Tony Stark has to pull his dick out and put? They it didn't on previs stand? that four years ago God at ILM. So damn it. Who knows? All right. Yeah. It's it's just it is really so. I will say that about this movie, even though I can say BB minus whatever. Like for what it means for this genre of superhero, like the idea that DC is going to keep doing one offs, just do one offs, and do wildly different one offs because just they do don't one off. They don't bro. have to fit together. No. And this is the thing that's such a bummer about Marvel getting uh DC or sorry, Disney getting all these things and getting X-Men and getting Deadpool is those things had their own identities and now they're just going to get folded in. And oh, Hold on, Ben, I'm getting a text message. No. I'm getting a text message from a Disney exec or no, a, yeah. a DC Universe executive. He says, 
We're going to have to make room for Tom Cruise's Mummy in the Joker sequel. Oh, okay. <laughs> good, good. So, we'll get the Dark Universe going. <laughs> it looks like they're going to just pull that in. Smart, yeah. smart. See, fuck that. No. And like, I think... I'm so over it. Because DC rushed to be like, oh shit, we got to catch up. Let's do a Justice League movie like six months after we introduced the idea of a Justice League. Um, what if Superman was... E- what, what if Superman oh, just killed people, whoa, Ben? He's so crazy and dark. Um... Yeah, the whole idea Can of Can we like, agree that Joker is the best of DC? Oh, absolutely. And it's probably right? the closest they've gotten to something like The Dark Knight since then. Because that was the whole basis of the, the DCU or whatever the fuck it's called. Was to take the Nolan style and turn it into this big, huge franchise. And obviously it won't work because the Nolan franchise only lasted for three. And you could argue that it really ran out of steam by the third one. Um, I, I, there's... I. Yeah. God, the third one is exhausting. I, I, there are definitely things I love. I really love Bane in that movie. I love Tom Hardy's performance. And yes, I, but then why'd they fill it with all this other yeah, shit? Why precisely. did you put Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it? Like, why did you... Dude, yeah. it's, so, it was too much. The idea that it's even sustainable with the three movies, let alone 20 fucking movies like Marvel's done, like, it was never going to work. So I'm glad they ate shit and have decided to be like, well, let's try something else. And I think they now have a good counter to Marvel. Marvel's got... They are now in phase four. They are now running oh off like God. like some real obscure characters. The immor- you know, Immortals or Eternals, rather. You got... Uh, oh God. Guardians of the Galaxy are... Fa- but, uh, before, sure. Before they got big, it was pretty fucking... That's obscure. the thing with Marvel, though. You can say like, oh, yeah, what are they going to do with fucking... Uh, the Eternals is like the same thing they probably did with all the other ones. Make them huge, gigantic fucking <sighs> hits. Because they know what they're doing. It's just that... It's nice that because we're not going to be out of this era of superhero saturation anytime soon, that there's an alter- there's alternative programming, at least. Um, and, you know, no one's forcing us to see any of these movies, but I do like superhero comic book shit. Like, I do like that stuff. So the idea that there's something else out there other than the four quadrant hitting mm. $200 billion Marvel movies is nice. I'm really excited about that. So, so do you, do you uh, does he, who owns, who owns DC? Uh, Warner. Warner Brother? Warner owns the film rights, at least. Does, yeah. what, does, are they connected to Universal in any way? Not yet. <laughs> How about this, Ben? We take a corner of Universal Studios. Okay. We make an Arthur Fleck. Like, you know how they did the edge of, what is it? The edge of the universe or edge of the galaxy? <laughs> yeah, the galaxy's right, edge. Get us, and we just, we just fill it with Gotham. trash. Yeah, we just fill it with trash. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that'd be huh? great. Right? That would be great. You gotta go put makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you go in, they, they have makeup artists that just kind of <laughs> paint your tongue and they push your mouth up like this. Yeah. I love it. I don't know what we'd call it, like Dirty Gotham. It's funny, um, talking about Tim Burton's Batman, like, I don't remember a ton of that movie, but for some reason, the mirror-breaking bit, and it's probably because it was spoofed in The Simpsons a bunch, but the give me a mirror, yeah, and smashes it. Um, Every time I see the Joker (laughs) in this movie putting on makeup, I just imagine him like, "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) smashing and killing the doctor. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. What is this? Is it Homer that's in the mirror? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's Lisa when she it's gets Lisa. her braces. Yeah, and she's like, oh, <laughs> Give God, me the mirror. It's so mirror. good. God damn it. It's, then they explain her laughing maniacally because they left the laughing gas on. Oh, I love you that know, You know what I just looked up? and We'll end on this. Mm. Uh, uh, Homer Simpson being the T-1000. <laughs> yeah, what he, it's the fucking golf and gloves. He's running. <laughs> and, and you know what? You know what I didn't get as a child? Mm. Is that... Uh, What's mod? Is it mod? No, what's mod Flanders. Mod yeah. Flanders is like step on it, Ned, and he's I like, can't, I can't. It's a geo, and that like that just landed with me this year. I was so like, because I, I didn't know so cars when I was a kid. My first car when I was growing up was, was a Geo Storm, ah. and as soon as I got it, every one of my friends was like, I can't, Ned. It's, it's or a I can't. Geo. It's a, a geo. geo. Oh my god, <laughs> it's, and it's true. 
Those things do not, they're sewing, below sewing engines for motors. They're just nothing. So I had a friend who had a Geo Metro, which is that car. Right. The fucking yep. shitty hatchback. Oh my God. It was <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. He, we called it Car Car. Um, I swear that thing was more plastic than metal somehow. I don't, I don't know how it worked. I want to say a lot of them were just like Suzuki's yeah, underneath. I, that, that was anyway. what I learned, but yeah. All right, Ben. We've had a productive conversation oh, yeah. about Joker. We should, probably the Joker. Get the, we should probably take this clown makeup on now. I don't know that it played on the podcast. Yeah, why did you put makeup on my tongue? You know, it, does, it, it wasn't was, worth uh, it. It was an artistic choice. All right. That's also why I put all these sodium bulbs on all the lights. <laughs> yeah, that's why everything's <laughs> that's like, why, has like right, a right, flicker right, Everything's bit. humming. If you hear that in the podcast, it's room tone, but it's also Gotham tone. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Ben, take us out. We are out. Thank you.